Today, we are going to talk to you about a risk-adjusted portfolio. Um, you may have heard it as asset allocation. Uh, we're going to explain what that is, how that can adjust risk, and then also uh, another way to look at it, and uh, quite frankly, the way that we do it. And uh, uh, there, we're going to draw some comparisons here, and I hope I hope you enjoy the episode. Yeah, I would like to just say this too. We do appreciate uh, very much uh, all of the feedback we've gotten over this uh, past almost two years of doing the podcast. And we find that a lot of people say, we really do appreciate how you do what you do, but we want to let you know, we'd love to hear your feedback. So uh, if you do have any feedback, you can visit our website. There's a contact us tab where you can go in there and let us know how you feel about things. Or if you've got things you'd like for us to talk about, we'd be glad to do that. Uh, the other thing is, is that wherever you're listening to us at, we would certainly appreciate it if you would give us a five-star rating if you think we're a five-star type of uh, podcast, as well as write a review if you have that ability to do so on the platform you're listening to. Uh, also, subscribe or follow us. That's really important because then you'll get um, all of these podcasts as soon as they come out, and you don't have to wait for any kind of reminders via email or anything like that. So please do that. But before we get into this episode, we have to do a quick disclosure. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome everyone to our Secure Your Retirement podcast. Today, we are talking about risk. Uh, I will tell you that uh, as a person gets closer to and gets into retirement, risk can change. And we're talking about investment risk. And uh, I always tell a story um, to people when it comes to risk and how we think about risk. And I associate it to a person who has been in a wreck. And if you've been in a wreck before, you know, after being in the wreck, you are the safest you could ever be. You don't adjust the radio. You put both hands on the steering wheel. You're super concentrated about what's going on in the traffic around you. And then a little bit later, you basically start adjusting the the radio a little bit. You start then a little bit later, maybe driving with one hand. And the next thing you know, you're sipping on a drink with one hand, doing your hair with another hand and driving with your knee. And reality is the further we get from a traumatic event, sometimes the riskier we get. And that is just like the stock market, uh, just like investments. You take, for example, after 2008, everybody was like, super careful. Don't want to be in the market. I hate the market. The market is not where I want to be. And now we have gone, you have to go some years away. It's kind of like, well, 
the market doesn't really go down that bad. So now I'm ready to be super risky. But the reality is we need to make sure that we adjust our risk based on our belief system, based on where we're at close to retirement or not, as well as what we think we can sleep good at night with. And so that's our discussion today is a risk adjusted portfolio. Uh, so Merce, I'm, you know, if you, if you, somebody talks to you and you're having that conversation and they say, I want a good risk adjusted portfolio. And would you say for the vast majority of people, what do you think they're saying when they say that? Yeah, I think uh, when someone says that really what the majority uh, are, are set up for is what we call an asset allocation. Um, so just to, we've talked about this before, but just to give a quick recap on what asset allocation is, or maybe you've heard it as buying a well-diversified portfolio, uh, basically what you do is you buy little pieces of the market. So you have, if in broader terms, you've got uh, large cap funds, mid cap funds, small cap funds, and then you've got, you can go into sectors like technology, like pharmaceuticals, you can go into commodities, uh, and you can also include fixed income type investments like bonds and uh, 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 treasuries and all these different things out there. So when you think about risk and usually what people tend to say is that, hey, here's my age. So I know I need to be a little bit more conservative. I'm 70 now, so I probably shouldn't have that much in, in the equity side of the world. I should probably have some more bonds. And that that is fine thinking, but that is what a lot of us have been taught as to how to mitigate risk in the markets. You put 60% of your money into the equity side, so all these different stocks and different uh, growth type investments, and then you put 40% of your money into safer investments in the market, which traditionally are just bonds. Um, things like the AGG, things like longer term bonds and treasuries. And so then we have this concept that uh, everyone has heard of called a 60-40 portfolio. And the idea there is that you hold it you, you, you or you buy it and you hold it. And maybe every now and then you rebalance that account. Maybe it's quarterly that you rebalance it because maybe that large cap position did really well and now it's out of balance. And so you want to bring that back in. And, and that's, that's pretty much it. And you ride the waves. And so um, while, that, while that can work for some people, uh, what we want to bring to, I guess, light here is that even that could potentially have maybe too much risk for someone um, and for their risk appetite. Because if you think about it, you, let's just look at what if you made a 60-40 out of just the S&P 500 and what would be the equivalent index is your AGG index, which is basically the bond about the bond arena in the stock market. What we know, we've a lot of you have experienced it. Uh, we experienced it in 2020, where the S&P fell 32% in the matter of two months. We've experienced it in 2008, where it's fell over 50%. We experienced it in 2001, where it fell over 50%. And so the question that we have to start asking ourselves is, hey, we're in this risk-adjusted, well-diversified portfolio, but if I have a risk factor of uh, essentially 60% of my money has the potential of falling 50%. Does that, am I comfortable with that? And so that's where we start to ask the question, you know, well, what, what are some other options out there? How can we think through this? And it's different for every person. And some people are comfortable with that concept of just doing a 60, 40 asset allocation. Some are not. And so we have to think a little bit differently. Uh, so Raiden, how do we, how do we accomplish that? And what do we think through? I hope that you are enjoying the show. 
By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. Yeah, I think also I just want to add a little bit to what you said just on this idea. There's two different things to think about when it comes to returns. There's year-to-date returns. So somebody can say, what happened in 2020? What happened in 2021? What happened in 2008? And then there are what we call max drawdowns. Now, max drawdown means that the portfolio is going up, and so it gets to a peak, and then it starts to go down. Now, when you look at the peak to the bottom, that number could be different than what I did year to date. Now, I will be very honest with you. Um, I am all about looking at what happened for the year versus trying to look at my peak versus my bottom because I don't think you can also judge from the bottom to the top if it comes back down. So I am not an advocate of saying, hey, what was it from the top to the bottom? I think that's unfair, but you have to know about that because that could affect your emotions. So if you take the S&P 500, now we would say that if you just invested in the S&P 500, that would probably be a higher risk type of, a, of an investment. The maximum drawdown that for, since 2001 to now is 56.8%. Now for most people, you think about a million dollars and then losing nearly 570,000 of it, that is way too much risk. So then you say, let's go to my 60-40 portfolio. Well, what's my max drawdown? Going back to 2001 to today, the max drawdown is 36.7%. Now you got a million dollars and you lose 300 and almost $70,000 of it. Do you sleep well doing that? Most people would say, no, that is not comfortable for me. I would like to pull that max drawdown even further. If, and not only if, but I'd like to also make a decent rate of return. So what we talk about, and we by the far are not saying that what our system is, is the perfect right system, and you should only do this and never do buy and hold. We do not advocate that. Here's what we say. Some people might like buy and hold. And then some people say, no, you know what? It makes sense to me, and I'm more comfortable if I know somebody's watching the account, watching the holdings, and, and has a plan to protect from those significant losses. Okay, so what we talk about is instead of doing a risk adjusted portfolio by asset allocation, let's do it with supply and demand. Supply and demand is simple in in the context of definition. If things are in demand, let's be a part of it. If though it is not in demand, let's not be a part of it. So what that what does that really mean? Go to a scenario of like 2008. That's easy. Stocks were not in demand for much of 2008 going all the way into 2009. So if stocks are not in demand, instead of just holding them and letting it all fall, let's take action. And what that means is, and in our approach, is let's say we have a client that that we could go as much as 100% into the market, stock market, but things go out of demand, we could move all the way to 100% bonds. And if really things got bad, we could go to 100% cash. Because remember, if stocks and bonds are falling, 
cash is king. That's where we want to be. And then we can get back in without the significant loss. A more recent example would be March of 2020. March of 2020, what occurred? Pandemic hit. Never lived through one of those before. And all of a sudden, the market starts to crash, falls nearly 34%. And obviously, people were a little worried at that point. But, it, but we could have a good risk-adjusted portfolio and protect against a significant part of that. Now, we've talked about this before. Our portfolio in that period, we were able to, for our growth portfolio, for, for our clients, we were down about 9% in that period versus the 34. Now, that's risk adjusted. Uh, that's better than had I been in a 60-40 in that window. Now, you could have somebody who loves 60-40 portfolios and tell you about another window. All I'm saying is there's another way to do risk adjustment without just saying I want to be in bonds and equities. Now, here's the other part of the bond equity world is what if bonds aren't working, right? And what are we seeing right now in bonds, Merce? Yeah, I mean, the headlines every single day is, hey, what is the Fed going to do? We've done so much over the past couple of years, uh, printing money, put it, uh, putting money into the economy, buying up all these treasuries and, and, and corporate and investment bonds. And now, now we've got inflation that we're dealing with. And all of a sudden, this, this idea of what the Fed is basically saying is that interest rates are going to go up. Well, uh, a very what could be a long story, but a short story is basically when interest rates go up, that can affect bonds negatively. And so the outlook on bonds in general is not looking good. Um, not that they're going to fall tremendously, but they're not really going to pr provide that return that they used to provide. Um, they were negative last year as a, as a whole. If you look at the AGG, it was negative last year. If you look at where it's at this year so far, bonds are negative. Um, and whereas a lot of people have bonds in their mind as a very safe place to be. Well, what we want to remind you there is that there is risk in the bond market, just like there is risk in the stock market. And so sometimes we have conversations with people and they say, hey, I like this concept of the supply and demand and this risk management, but how do you do that on the bond world? And what if we don't have a good outlook for bonds? What do you do then? I don't just want to be in this situation where I'm either not making money on 40% of my money or 20% of my money, or I'm losing money over there because I just feel like I need bonds in the portfolio. What else can I be doing there? And uh, so what do we tell them there, Raiden? So there are other tools. Uh, we talk about bond alternatives. Um, and we say this from this context. Uh, Merce and I uh, have done many podcasts uh, where we've talked about fixed annuities. We talk about it with our clients if, they're, if they ask questions about it. And we do believe in the concept. But we are not such a place that says everybody needs to have it no matter what. And we sell the idea. We simply explain it. And we talk to people, there are a couple of different reasons why to do an annuity. One of those is safe growth. Um, what that means is, is it's an alternative to doing a bond. And we kind of transfer the risk of the downside of the bond world to the insurance company, just like you would any other transfer to the insurance company. We transfer our health uh, cost to an insurance company. We transfer the risk of losing our house by burning down to an insurance company. We can also transfer the risk of a down in the bond market or a down in the in whatever it might be over to the insurance company. Now, what's our give and take? Our give and take in that scenario is, is that my return is going to be more conservative, but still decent, still decent. So my, my return's a little bit more conservative. That's okay. I've no, I don't have downside. Well, what else do I have to know about? Well, I've also got liquidity issues. When I say issues, understand it. 
Most of the insurance companies allow you to take 10% of your balance out every year without a penalty or surrender charge. And so I do have liquidity. And for most of our clients, if we have a mix of money that's in the market that we're growing, as well as money over in the bond alternative, it works out fine because let's say a person now, let's go to that 60-40 scenario. 60% is in the, in the market, 40% is over in a bond alternative, fixed annuity. And let's say that that's where uh, the, the assets are. Well, of that 40%, they've got 10% access, but of that 60%, we're pretty liquid. A person could call us up and in a few days, we could have the money in their bank account. So for most of our clients, that fits them fine. And they are able to adjust that risk by using that bond alternative. So again, we try to say there's not just one way to do it. Uh, we believe there's a multiple ways to do it. Uh, we are very, very super conscious about saying, look, let's protect from significant loss. And the, the folks that get that and want to learn more about that, you know, we've got tools for you. We've written a book about this and written, uh, have a whole entire chapter on this. We've done a multiple of podcasts on this. And every single week, we give an update uh, to our clients and uh, those that are interested in us is exactly how things are going in that arena. So we invite you that if you have listened to this and you're thinking, sounds kind of interesting, I'd like more information, or uh, you uh, think I'd like to, to understand it a little bit better, just go to the website, pomwealth.net top right-hand corner. You can just click on the 15-minute complimentary phone conversation, have a conversation with Merce or myself. But uh, anything else there to conclude, Merce, on that? No, I think that's good. I think the, the, the moral of the story here is that there are multiple ways to have a risk-adjusted portfolio. So, you know, do the research, uh, think about what works best for you, and then have that conversation with whoever uh, can help you with that. So that's all I've got. All right, everyone. We hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you again next Monday. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.